0: Welcome
1: Spiritual
0: Gangsta Certified, Illy Bish. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I am your host, Illy Bish, and we are literally just basking, <laughs> I'm basking in this full moon and Aries energy. Um, up this week, we have Gemini Brown's weekly astral forecast. And then I want to do a little talk inspired by this full moon energy, okay, Um, and the fact that it's Libra season and Mercury's in Scorpio and Venus is in Scorpio. Listen, I want to do a little talk on how we can recognize things in ourselves through our relations to others, so you don't want to miss that. Everybody sit back, relax, relax. And enjoy another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified.
1: What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Cake and Knowledge. Today we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what stars have in store for us. So let's get into it. As always, shout out to all the Libras celebrating birthdays this week. Pay close attention to this energy as it'll be with you all year. So we're starting off this week with a full moon in the sign of Aries. And the previous week was probably for most very revealing. Okay. And there was an emotional buildup towards this point. And of course, we know full moons are a time of emotional release okay of climax where things you know reach ahead and we need to make a decision okay and that decision is to release what is no longer serving us as well as having other things you know manifest okay so with it being Libra season this occurring in the sign of Aries this full moon highlights the relationship between ourselves and our relationships okay and like our identity within the relationship versus our identity outside of it okay so it's a really interesting one because these orbs are damn near exact okay we have a t-square in the cardinal signs okay being activated by pluto so we got pluto squaring the sun and the moon which are opposing one another and This alone, you know, brings emotional uh, discomfort, okay? But what what happens here is that the emotional discomfort is, is likely, you know, caused by the need to start anew, to really solidify our self, okay? Which is represented by Aries. And by solidifying ourselves, we receive opposition from others. Okay? So this isn't gonna be necessarily a walk in the park full moon. It's gonna be one where a sacrifice has to be made. There are the we all have to acknowledge that there are relationships um, as well as commitments within our lives that don't support our full-fledged self-identity. But well, it's up to us to discover where, where or who this thing is, okay, that is keeping us from really being our full self or you know exerting our will as we see fit. Now, like I said, it can be, it can be your job, it can be your spouse, it can be people in your family. If this is occurring in like one of your, you know, your eighth or your 12th house or maybe your fourth house, this can be a psychological thing that you've developed, okay? Or if it's occurring in like an earthy house, it can be a a psychological thing that you develop towards like money. So ask yourself, what is preventing me? What do I put before myself, okay? And what stops me from exerting myself to the best of my ability. Now, we want to take take a closer look and look that in addition to that T-square occurring, we also have the ruler of Aries, Mars, in the sign of uh, Libra and opposing Chiron. So how that played out is that something, some type of wound has been uh, opened up or reopened up from the past. So, whatever it is could be regarding that. So, I would definitely encourage you to just look at, like, last week itself. Like, you know, what what came back into mind? Who came back into mind? And what did that effect have on your self-confidence? Okay? So, these are the things we definitely want to focus on releasing. Okay? There's a tension. However, there's a reward here. And in addition to this T-square we have Jupiter trying to this full moon uh, in Aries, okay, very, very closely. So, ultimately, what Jupiter has been showing us this whole trance is that you gotta have faith, you gotta remain optimistic. So, for many, what's going to occur is a conflict or, you know, something that really impacts your self confidence or sense of self. But the key is to remain faithful, remain optimistic, and allow, fight through and allow the blessings, you know, to come in. So like I said, it's not going to occur with ease, all right? So we got to expect the conflict, but then dig deep within ourselves and say, okay, I won't be uh, deterred. And ultimately, by doing that, you conquer whatever this wound is or whatever this thing is that is preventing you from being more Aries-like, all right? Now, of course, there's always another side to this. So for others, you know, others are going to be dealing with relationship dynamics in which they have to be more considerate of other people or put aside their ego and understand you know the dynamics of partnership, okay, and allow others to help them, okay. So you gotta really evaluate which which side of this full moon am I on? What do I want? How does that clash with what I actually need? Am I trying to do too much? Do I um, do I repel others from 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 working with me? You know how how have I disrupted? you know the harmony within my own relationships and ultimately come back to a a place of balance okay of course the ruler of Venus is now in the sign of Scorpio so that's signifying that a a transformation in regards towards intimacy other people's resources how we interact with them needs to occur all right so don't hesitate to you know take a strong look at yourself now just to look a little bit more um, at that Moon square Pluto, which is really going to be bringing the emotional intensity. Um, secrets can be revealed. You know, there can be a lot of things uh, that that we've you know kept from from others or others that kept from us that reveals itself. So, like I said, this can be the thing that ultimately leads you towards the greater realization or allows you to release you know, a person or whatever, okay? So, and and if you've been harboring, you know, a secret or something, this may be the time you may need to release that secret, okay? And which is going to bring you more emotional fulfillment and, you know, less anxiety and things like that. So, it's a rather intense full moon, but it really bodes well going forward uh, for self-confidence. And as I looked at it, I felt like, This is kind of going to be a theme, like this type of intensity is going to come back, you know, especially when Saturn and Pluto get closer to one another. So, we kind of got to be ready to weather whatever uh, types of storm, okay? So, now, going on this week, we don't have much movement, but we have, you know, Mars continuing to go through Libra. Um... Venus continuing to go through Scorpio as well as Mercury. And for one, we had last week we had Mercury, Mercury opposing uh, Uranus was really opened up our mental, expanded the, uh, you know, our creative abilities and things like that. So I want to break it down to you like this whatever ideas you had last year, uh, last week, pardon me, whatever ideas you had last week or epiphanies. Major understandings, right? This week, with Mars going, uh, pardon me, Mercury going into triumph with Neptune, we will be able to communicate these things, okay? So, if there is something that you need to say to someone, something deep, right? It can be a family issue, you know, something where you always felt like you no know, no one will understand. This is the week where you will be understood. And it's an overall great time for deep conversation. Okay. Um in another in another light we can have this can be a time where you know if you're working on like something creatively where everything just flows. All right. You're seeing a deeper uh, perspective to it and you're able to verbalize this through your cre- creative endeavor, okay? So the mind is more receptive towards bigger concepts and being able to articulate them this week. But the real focus is intimate conversations. Don't shy away from having those, okay? Um, and then overall, like just like for the whole Mars and uh, Scorpio transit study, dive deep. All right. Allow that, that analytical mind to uh, dive into the mysteries. OK. We stand to learn a lot right now. So then we got Venus opposing Uranus, which is always, you know, anything can happen. Right now, this can be. And as I thought about this, it's like a lot of things. You got to keep in mind what is going to occur. So say this is happening like your first and seventh house access, right? This can be one where whatever happens at the full moon causes you to have some type of uh, physical change. You, I'm going to change my appearance. I'm going to release the old me by like cutting my hair or doing something different, right? If it's happening like your second and eighth house, you may impulsively spend, okay? Or there may be some type of impulsive behavior related towards the house and axis that uh, occurs here, all right? So that's, not, it's not always bad, but I would just say, use your intuition, tread lightly with this, okay? Then in another, financially, this can signal a come up, you know, this can signal, you know, uh, coming into money or like I said, and maybe lose, losing it. But overall, if you're if intuition says, I need to invest in this, I need to do that, follow it, okay, Uh, and then in regards to, like, others, you know, relationships can definitely go to the next level, right, we can suddenly be asked out on a date, suddenly meet someone who catches our attention, however, we want to be, we want to lead with wisdom here, we want to be aware that we're not like lowering our standards or leaping without looking, okay? So that itself would be exciting. But like I said, focus on Jupiter. Jupiter is what's gonna get you through. Your 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 faith, your optimism, your ability to believe, and just don't feel defeated no matter what happens, because there's a blessing at the end of that. Alright? So, this is my interpretation of this week's forecast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Feel free to let me know what's going on in your world. Uh, If you need a reading, holla at me if you haven't subscribed to my channel. You can do so now. Until next time, peace.
0: Oh, hello, everybody, and full moon blessings to you all. We just had the full moon in Aries. I'm recording this on a Monday after the full moon, just outside enjoying the breeze, enjoying nature, letting some sun kind of hit me. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day, and this full moon really got me thinking, like heavy <laughs> heavy heavy the full moon um, is of course opposing the sun so the moon is in Aries the sun is in Libra and Libra season really does shine a light on one to one relationships because that's very much what Libra is about and harmony and balance and I'm sure a lot of people have heard this before. So when it's supposed with the moon being in Aries, the Aries the sign of self ruled by Mars what I get from this is that a lot of people are going to be forced to confront and deal with their feelings about themselves based on how they relate to others. Um, also if we take into account that we have Mercury and Venus in Scorpio <laughs> going on at the same time, which is promoting a sense of depth for some um, insecurities or even suspicion. Um, people wanting to get to the very undercurrents of things. It <sighs> Listen, I've been seeing it like erupt all over social media and seeing it among people in my everyday life. So, it's very easy to understand how this energy is just permeating through people, living through people. Also, the moon in Aries is square both Pluto and Saturn. And, with those aspects, which... I mean, squares get a bad rep because they're harsher aspects, but they're necessary because they spur us into movement. And I think if a lot of us are using this energy properly, what we'll see is something that is really important to ourselves. If we're humble, if we humble ourselves just a little bit and really are honest with ourselves. Arius Moon times can bring about some emotional impulsivity, um, some reactions to things that weren't intended as slights, or just you know, this I'm constantly on the need to be defensive. And with that being the case, it becomes a little difficult for people to humble themselves. But I think this is something that is very important right now because if you don't, you're going to miss the lesson lesson with this full moon is, what is it that we're seeing in our relationships with other people? Because if I put the moon in the first house in a wheel, the sun is opposing it in the seventh house of others. And then Mercury and Scorpio, Mercury and Scorpio and Venus and Scorpio are there in the seventh house along with the sun. So this got me to thinking about how when we don't humble ourselves, when we aren't being honest with ourselves and when we're honestly just looking for someone to blame as we can often do in our one-to-one relationships with people, we miss out on very important lessons. Very important lessons. Just to use something that just kind of happened today. I was perusing my, um, my Facebook, my feed, and I saw a post that said, your triggers are your responsibility. It isn't the world's obligation to tiptoe around you. And I found it very interesting because it resonated with me. Because there was a time frame when I didn't look at my triggers as my responsibility. Now, let me be very clear about what I mean. Because when I posted this and when it went up on the Spiritual Gangster to Certify page, some people took offense to it. Like, hardcore offense to it. As if it was calling for a lack of compassion for people who are triggered, as if it was saying that, you know, I'm encouraging people not to be compassionate, which is not true at all. It means exactly what it says. I'm a person that takes things, looks at them literally, dissects them, and then kind of I don't know another way to put it but kind of like swallows them digest them and then you know can become comfortable with what's being presented so in it saying your triggers are your responsibility I need everybody to look at this from a very basic place a very basic place so the place that I want people to understand this from is very simple And I understand why this was a triggering post for some people. Because they were adding things to it that they shouldn't have been adding to it. And when you do that, you miss out on the opportunity to understand what message was intended. Now, I didn't make this meme up. (coughs) Excuse me. It was actually somebody's Facebook status that they put up. And I screenshot it and used it as a meme. And the reason it resonated with me is because when I think about responsibility... I look at it in a sense that I think a lot of other people do not. Okay? The things that happened to me may not have been my fault. The things that I've had to endure, be that abuse, sexual abuse, physical violence in my own house, I've had to deal with that. Um, Just all kinds of different things that have resulted in me having anxiety and PTSD, And me thinking back on how I looked at the world maybe even 10 years ago, okay, where it was always like, why is everybody acting this way towards me? Why can't people just be more considerate of me? You know, putting everything outside of myself, because I'm really, really convinced that a lot of people don't realize that we can only control ourselves. What we do, how we respond, and everything else is outside of us. Other people's reactions, responses, the things that they say about us, the things that they think about us. Even if those things come from them interacting with us, etc we can't really do anything about them. I mean, you could try to make amends or come to an understanding with people through clear communication. That's not to say that doesn't work. But at the end of the day, you are only responsible for you what you do how you respond that's that's how it goes if you look at the definition of responsibility it says there's three things here number one the state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or having control over someone and it says a true leader takes responsibility for their team and helps them achieve goals then the other definition says the state or fact of being accountable or to blame for something The group has claimed responsibility for a string of murders. That's a little harsh, but yeah, okay. And third, the opportunity or ability to act independently and make decisions without authorization. We would expect individuals lower down the organization to take more responsibility. So, to me, taking those definitions into account, if I say your triggers are your responsibility, that means that they're for you to manage, for you to handle for you to recognize, for you to see, for you to try to understand, and for you to get a better hold on, okay? Now, true, it's nice to have other people consider us. We have people in our lives that may tiptoe, because that's the second part of this meme that people had a problem with. Tiptoe around our triggers, because it says it isn't the world's obligation to tiptoe around you. And This is very true. A person that meets you within three seconds has no idea what your entire life story is to even be able to take it into consideration. Now true, I tend to treat people with the same kindness I would want whether we've known each other for five minutes or five years. But I choose to do that. That's in my choosing. That's the type of person that I choose to be. What if you encounter people that don't choose to be that way? Are you going to waste your time holding them responsible for your triggers, you're going to waste your time making them have to hold the reins of your healing. I'm not doing that. It's no one else's responsibility but mine, okay? Now, because I have certain triggers and have experienced different things, I have a sensitivity to people who have also experience certain things that have made it difficult for them to you know operate without their triggers being like hit or triggered I didn't want to say triggers being triggered but yeah the thing about this is it's expectations that really kill us I can have no other expectations than the ones that I set for myself I can have no expectations other than the ones that I set for myself. Other people are operating from their own perspective, from their own set of experiences, from their own set of traumas, from their own set of wherever they are in their healing process or wherever they're not in their healing process. I'm not taking responsibility for them, so why should they take responsibility for me? This not taken to mean, oh, no, you're, you're telling people um, that, you know, if they have... PTSD and different things that nobody should care or, you know, people shouldn't be compassionate. Where in this meme does it say anything about caring or being compassionate? It just says your triggers are your responsibility. It isn't the world's obligation to tiptoe around you because it isn't. Because no one ever thinks of the flip side to this. If all of us are supposed to be so compassionate and so concerned with the other that will tiptoe around their triggers, let's turn this around for a little bit. Okay? Let's say there's a person who has been through hell, tries their very best to cope with their personal hell all the time, but still, it lives with them. The experiences they've had, the abuse they've endured. And this person gets into a relationship. They may have very well explained to their mate what has happened to them what made them develop certain triggers. And that mate can be very, very, very understanding. Let's say in this example that they are. They try their best not to say certain words. They try their best not to do certain things. Because they do not want to trigger their mate. Now let's say this person is doing all this and meanwhile the person with the triggers is walking around with a huge chip on their shoulder. Is not taking the responsibility with their triggers to recognize when they're triggered, what that means, what they can do to kind of not like lash out at other people. And let's say they act in the worst manner possible that one could act in when dealing with triggers, getting mad, blaming, um, even throwing some of the same abuse that they've experienced onto others. So where's the compassion then? What compassion does the triggered person have for the person that they're in a relationship with? Do they realize that that person didn't live through their set of experiences so they shouldn't have to suffer because you did? This is the state that I'm coming from. This is the stance that I'm taking. We can't talk about compassion for other people if we're only concerned about ourselves. So in essence, everyone trying to say that, you know, if you're telling people to be responsible for their triggers, you're telling other people not to be compassionate towards them. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you recognize what your triggers are and that they're no one else's responsibility, if someone responds to you being triggered in a way that's kind of like, I don't even want to say offensive, but maybe just shocked or put off or they don't really understand where's your compassion are you going to sit back for a minute and go you know what they don't get it they didn't go through what i went through they don't understand they have no you know similar point of reference so because of that i'm going to check myself for a minute and tone it down a notch that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about But, you know, people are only concerned about compassion from one end of the spectrum, which got me thinking about the Aries, full moon, opposing sun and Libra. The sun's the spotlight being shown on our one-to-one relationships when we engage and interact with people, okay? And the moon is about our our emotional responses. So what are our emotional responses to who we're interacting with? Are we expecting too much and not giving enough? Are we expecting people to, you know, kind of, like, tiptoe around us because of what we've been through, but we don't understand that we're creating a new experience for them that can be equally as negative because they have to deal with our triggers. Where's our compassion? There's a lot missing if you're only looking at having compassion towards the triggers. The thing about it is we're not islands, so... We have to understand the connectedness of us all and that our thinking, our ways of being, our behavior are going to affect other people. So when do you point the finger inward and go, what am I doing? What is it that I'm not working on? Especially with this Mercury and Venus and Scorpio. What's going on? And then think about all the opportunities you're missing out on. If you're so busy, worried about how everybody responds to you, how do you respond to other people? Do you take into consideration that it is highly possible that there are going to be people that inadvertently trigger things within you and they don't even realize they do it? And then on the flip side to that, which I think is even more important, are we going to think about the people that purposely try to trigger us? See, I said Pluto was the square to this moon in Capricorn. Pluto does want us to transform. It's moving direct now. This transformation with a Capricornian-esque vibe to it has Saturn involved with it. Structure, order, management, okay? How can you manage your triggers so that you have better relationships with other people? Not so much... How do we get other people to be sensitive to our triggers? That's work for them to do, not work for us to do. Very simple. That's work for them to do, not work for us to do. So let's work on the portions that we have control over. Let's work on ourselves. Are we holding people responsible and accountable for things that have nothing to do with them? Or not. And if we are, where's this coming from? Where's it stemming from? If you're in a relationship and you grew up always feeling like you were in the wrong, you were always blamed, like your parents always blamed you or made everything your fault or nothing could be good enough. Your mate is trying to express something to you. And the minute that you hear any sort of what you deem to be criticism about your worth, because this has been a major running game in your life. Are you about to have an actual conversation with them about what they're talking about? Or are you going to interject all your personal shit that has nothing to do with what they're talking about? Because if you do that, I can guarantee you one thing. You're going to frustrate your mate. and You all are not going to come to any sort of accord. There's going to be no understanding had because you got so triggered by what they were saying before you can even fully hear them out. That's the danger in not being responsible for your triggers. It closes off communication and makes people, in some instances, resent you. Are these the type of healthy relationships we want? That's not what I want. How are we making other people responsible in ways where we're not being responsible? Because look, if you're taking responsibility for your shit... That's not to say that people in the world can't hurt your feelings or that things won't come up that make you feel oppressed, downtrodden, you know, worked against, but at the heart of it all, at the heart of it all, you do have some responsibility in there. Where are you not separating what happened to you from what's happening now? A good way that I've learned to manage my triggers is A, to acknowledge them outright. First sentence out my mouth. To whomever it is that I'm talking to. This is why this is happening for me. This is what it brings up for me. However, I'm trying to understand your point of view. I want you to keep in mind, however, you know what I'm holding onto in this conversation. Sometimes just admitting that it's such a big step because then maybe you can make the other party go back okay all right, I'm gonna consider that but can we have a talk about whatever my problem is with you because why are you making someone else suffer for the actions of someone else I repeat why are you making someone else suffer because of the actions of someone else now you're building triggers with them in the future that they may carry on into a new relationship Oh, it's always going to be me. If I have a problem with somebody, it's not an actual problem. It's that, you know, I was looking to set them off. Look at what you're building for someone else. Why would you want to be a part of that? I don't think people think about it as fully as they should. So I stand behind posting that meme. And I stand behind the message that this is a great time because the energy is showing it. For us to realize through our interactions with other people, where we're not okay, where we're not healed, what we need to pay a little bit more attention to, what we need to continue to work on. So in essence, just kind of urging everyone to be that responsible party. Stop pointing the finger outward it inward first once you've dealt with you then maybe you can deal with other people hopefully the energy of this full moon in Aries that we experience, which is also the combination of anything that started with the aries new moon back in maple brings a sense of clarity to us for our transformation and transforming the level of respect depth and love that we have in our one-to-one relationships just want to leave you guys with that it's not always other people sometimes it's us take that responsibility be brave be bold and be honest have a great week